You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. Every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, we've got Steve Ronaldo in at the round table. Uh, I guess uh, Jim's out polishing his bald spot, which is all of his head, so that could take the rest of the day and into next week sometime. But anyway, uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today here on America's Web Radio. We've got Chris Ritter, who is the AACA head librarian. And I know, Steve, over the years, many, many times you have commented on uh, the great library that AACA provides members and non-members. If you have a question about a car or you have a question about something, that you can contact the uh, AACA library. And um, after talking to Chris, I can understand how uh, service-oriented and helpful they can be. And Chris, it's a delight to have you on America's Web Radio today, and uh, I think you and Steve are, are friends, so I'll let uh, let you all start talking. All right. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful morning here in Hershey. Really? It is? Have they, have they cleaned up the parking lot from the car, from the flea market? <laughs> yeah, there for a while there were a couple antique cars left over, but... <laughs> right now they're uh, gearing up for the holiday season. Getting ready, ready to go. Everybody says that Hershey's quite a place for the holidays. They do quite a quite a job up there. Yeah, lots of lights. It's definitely beautiful. Yeah, well, we'll be up there for the uh, uh, national awards meeting in a couple three weeks too. So not Good. long uh, to to get up there. Anyway, I'd like to to talk a little bit about the AACA library. Uh, we're going to get uh, the the national director uh, Steve Moskowitz on to talk a little bit about the organization. Um, the library is, and I've heard that it's the biggest, it's the second biggest, and I've heard it's the third biggest uh, automotive library in the country. Uh, what what's your take on that? I, and if anybody really knows, yeah. I think it would be hard to, to quantify exactly who's the biggest. Uh, we like to think that we're the best. We know that we have more than a million items in our collection. It's everything from photographs to sales literature, ads, wiring diagrams, paint chips, magazines, uh, really anything related to automotive, the automotive industry, the automotive world. We, we probably have something on it. Yeah, you do, because I've, I've used used you guys uh, uh, quite a few times in some of the weird cars that I've owned and been involved in and stuff. Um, how do you guys, how, how does AACA get the, the, the stuff in the library? Is it something that you buy? Is it, you know, or how do you get all of this stuff? Well, a little bit of, we buy it and a lot of it is donated. There were, there were whispers of forming a library way back in the 1940s, and that didn't come, become a reality until 1977 when the club bought uh, an automotive history collection from the man named Alfred Lorenz. And then at that time, a library was housed on the second floor of the National Headquarters building. Yes. And 
as our members continued to donate and we continued to acquire collections, the size and the weight of the library greatly increased. And some engineers came in and said, you're going to have a huge hole in this floor here unless you do something. <laughs> so, so in 1985, they, they launched a, uh, a new library building project, and that's where we are still at today. It's about 10,000 square feet on two floors. Uh, the floors are reinforced concrete. So in theory, if we could get a fire truck here on the second floor, uh, the weight wouldn't be an issue. But since then, probably... Probably 85% of our collection has been donated. We do go out and buy things at auction if we, if we think that it's exceptionally rare or, or fills a, a void that we need to fill. But really, uh, we're really lucky to have AACA members support us so well and continue to donate to us. Yeah, I, I know a lot of the, the uh, uh, because of the, if you will, the, the graying of the hobby, um, a lot of the, the, the clubs that were once big are are now getting smaller and and a lot of the the clubs have have smaller clubs have sent their library connect uh, collection uh specifically dealing with let's say chevrolets or marmons to aaca to to keep the the uh to take care of it to be the custodian of all of this stuff yeah, uh, we have a, a pretty cool relationship with about 12 different market clubs where um, those clubs who have built up libraries over the course of well, decades, really, um, rather than stored in a member's basement or an attic where not only are uh, climate conditions not ideal, but also, you know, when it's something stored in a member's house, there's limited access for the rest of their members, so... Um, we have 12 different market clubs, like I said, housed here. They pay us rent for the year, but they still retain ownership of their materials. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought there was just a straight donation. No, no. We have, in the case you did mention the Marmon, there was a huge collection of Marmon material that came in. Um, that was donated outright. But the, the 12 clubs that, that, ho- that are housed here, um, they still retain ownership of their material. So uh, it's really a win-win for everybody. We get to fill some shelf space here, and uh, the different clubs get their material housed right here in the library, which is a climate-controlled facility. We have 24-7 security monitoring, and we think the ideal place for long-term storage of paper. I, I, I do, too. Now, I, uh, I know that the Smithsonian is tied up with the museum. Mm-hmm. Do you have, does the AACA library have anything to do with uh, the Smithsonian aspect of this hobby? No, we do not. You don't. You don't. You're not part of that 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 system at all. No. Um, say I called in and and I'm trying to to find the correct color codes for a 1903 Moskowitz, and and <laughs> and you don't have that. You have, I'm sure, working relationships with other museums that that can that that can provide answers to people as well, if not just in the the large AACA companies, because you can't have everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We refer a lot of people to Philadelphia Free Library has a great automotive reference collection. Naturally, Detroit Public Library has a, a huge collection as well. Unfortunately, in the Detroit situation, what I've heard recently is that it, they've had to curtail their hours a bit. Um, but those are two of the major players 
the Benson Ford Research Center is part of the Henry Ford Museum out in Dearborn. Um, the Horseless Carriage Club of America has a, a nice library out on the West Coast. And, yeah, like you said, we do try to refer people to whatever place they're going to find the answer. We're, we, don't, we don't view ourselves as, well, we're the only place that you can come talk to. We want, you know, at the end of the day, we want people to be able to continue their project to answer the question that they have and, and you know, come away satisfied. And, and we think cooperation is definitely the, the key to that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, because I said, you know, how... There was at one time I heard I, I heard there was there was over there have been over two thousand cars manufactured in the United States. How could you possibly have information on every one? I mean, it would be the library would have to be the the size of of the uh, you know Congress. Yeah. Well, actually, the number that I heard is that there were more than five thousand cars over five thousand in the United States. And uh, it's funny that you should mention that while. We can't have something on everything. You would be surprised what we had. I started here back in 2008, and uh, every year we do uh, a presentation at our annual meeting in Philadelphia in February. Yes. And I was kind of showing off the the online catalog and sort of bragging about the collection, and this guy threw out a mark that he thought was rather obscure. It was a, a Richelieu, and he wanted to know if we had anything. And he apologized in advance because he said it was sort of a trick question. Well, sure enough, not only did we have something, it was something that he had never seen before. So <laughs> he has we a Richelieu. <laughs> this guy has a Richelieu. A Richelieu, yeah. Really? How yeah. weird is that? Now you you spoke about the online stuff. Yeah. Uh, that you know that that's something I'm not that overly familiar with. I've used you guys a bunch of times, but it's usually a phone call, and then we'll talk about it, you know what AACA members what you can do for them. How, tell, tell everybody about the online catalog and online stuff, and you're selling stuff online. All of these parts are hooked up to the internet. Yeah, they sure are. And since our members are global, we reach out and you know try to become available the best way that we can. So we have a few presences online. We have our main page, which is www.aacalibrary.org, and that'll give you uh, sort of an overview of the collections that we house here. Uh, latest news will show up, maps and directions, the typical stuff that you'll find at any website. But then there's a link to our online catalog, and that's where you're going to find uh, the search tool that you'll use to track down different pieces of literature and even our, our reference books. So if you typed in Moskowitz 1903, that's where you would, that's where you would find a, a, an item title and then a description of that item. Oh, everything under uh, everything for that particular car. Correct. Now, keep in mind you're not going to find a, a digitized PDF file for, for what that piece is, but you can contact the library and we'd be happy to scan it for you. Okay, so so everything that you have for under every every manufacturer, whatever is there is listed, and then they contact you and get copies of, or somehow you work out something where they can, uh, an owner can get something. Yeah, uh, that's that's one approach. If you wanted to go through the online catalog yourself, you could certainly do that. A typical transaction would be somebody calling me or emailing me and saying, I have a 1937 Buick, what do you have on it? And then the librarians sort of do the legwork for them and search the catalog. There's 
some pieces in our collection that are not in the main online catalog. So, so we know every single nook and cranny to look at when it's time to track down material. You could always, for that Buick, you can just refer them to Earl. Yeah. He'll, he'll have it if you don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, with this stuff, let, let's talk about... Uh, now, you said they can call you or get a hold of you. How will somebody know how to do that? And then I want to talk about, you know, club members versus the general public. Sure. Um, our contact information is on our website. Uh, our email address, our physical mailing address, all that information is also in our club publication, Antique Automobile, our magazine that goes out six times a year. Naturally, that only goes out to our members, so members get a benefit of one and a half hours of remote research. And we we separate things into remote research and on-site research. And on-site research is 100% free. You can come in here and spend all day if you'd like, and we'll run back and forth through the shelves, picking and pulling everything you need. However, if you live in Georgia, or you live in California, or you live in Brazil, contact us, and if you're an AACA member, we'll run through the stacks for an hour and a half until we start charging you. Um, if you are a non-member, we charge $30 an hour, and when you consider that an AACA membership for the year is only $35, we usually try to just tell people to sign up for an AACA membership. Not only do they get the free library research, but then they're going to get the six magazines a year, plus free admission to the museum on the north side of Hershey. Sure, there's a there's a, a lot of a lot of benefits, and I I've been a life member. I can't even remember how many years. Uh, again, my because my my father was too, and, and and been around the ACA for for years and years. But so it is. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris, I'm going to have to interrupt. We're gonna we're up against a hard break. We're gonna take our little two minutes, and we'll be back with Chris Ritter from the AACA Library right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF. A nonprofit organization is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. We're back on the Classic Car Show, and we have a very special guest today, the head librarian of the AACA Library in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Mr. Chris Ritter. And um, 
Chris, I, I want to thank you again for taking time out. It's early, I, but you said that you get there about this time, um, so maybe it, it, it hadn't been too bad for you. But uh, we do appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, has it, has it been bad at all? This is a, a great start for a Saturday. Um, I come in on Saturdays with my loyal dog bear so it's right now it's just the two of us in the just line. the two of us <laughs> what what uh what type of thing do you do do you have a pretty good crowd on saturday that comes in and uses the library or are you in fact why don't you right now go ahead and give us your hours that you're open that people can come by yeah we're open monday through saturday from 8 a.m to 4 p.m and to be honest with you on-site traffic is usually pretty slow of the requests that we do each year probably 90 percent of them come through via email or by phone or by regular mail since our globals or excuse me since our customers and our AACA members are spread across the globe uh, that's the best way for everybody to reach us um, okay we were talking about uh, uh, non-members and 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 being able to use the library there's never an issue with that they can just contact you and you can help them out if you can right or point yeah. them in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any non-member that's interested in, in cars will be happy to help them. Anybody who comes in off the street will be happy to help them, too. i, I got to ask. I, I hate to interject here, but uh, you've been there how many years now? Uh, oh. Seven years. Now. Seven years. What is the strangest request that you've gotten Yeah, so that's far? a good question. That's a, that would wonder, too. <laughs> well... Uh, typical questions are things like, what's the right fabric in my 54 Ford? Uh, that's that's typical stuff. Um, Off-the-wall stuff, probably the most unusual question that I got was, how many red cars have been built in the United States? <laughs> A <Period>. lot. <laughs> Day one all the way up to now. A lot. Actually, <laughs> I, I couldn't answer that one. Of course I was not. Say, <laughs> I, how, what kind of reference could you have on that? Now, let me ask, too. Do you work closely with um, uh, Hollywood and, and movie production or studios that want to you know, authenticate a movie that they're about to do or they're doing and want to make sure that uh, the stuff is right? Um, not so much with Hollywood, but we do a lot of work for TV shows, whether they're trying to verify what a car car is um you know like say uh say they find a picture they want to know what that car is we do a lot of support work for example american pickers when they you know how when they analyze an item in the background they'll show pictures of sales literature or a photograph of the item we do a lot of that stuff where we provide material for them hmm. oh, okay they're pretty cool yeah they've been around here a lot of times and you know i've been i was good friends with the the Cokers, and they've been up there a million times, and I've met those guys, and they're, they're, they're fun guys to be around. They're nice guys. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. Now, speaking of that, and asking, what about automobilia stuff? Do you have anything to do with gasoline pump globes or any of that, or is that a whole separate deal from you? Uh, we sure do deal with it. Um, the, the online catalog that I mentioned earlier, that's going to be your factory literature. Um, what we don't have in our online catalog is what we call our flat files. So those are vertical filing cabinets, and when you open them up, there's a flat file. So we'll have old catalogs. We'll have old advertisements um, for automobilia. We have reference books and price guides for that sort of thing. So 
Yeah, really, anything related to the old card hobby, we can help you out. Really, that's well, cool. What about manuals? Sure, yeah, manuals for cars, manuals for generators, manuals for carburetor adjustment, we cover it. Well, let, let's go the other route. What don't you cover? <laughs> what we don't cover um, would probably be factory records. So, for example, if you were curious about where your car was originally sold, we don't have that. If you wanted to know who owned your car before you, we don't have anything like that. Yeah, that would that would be that would be hard stuff. And I'm I know like when I go to gone to England and I was with Leyland and we <clears throat> we would go to the British Heritage Motor Trust and those I'm sure I, yeah you've probably talked to those guys. They have serial numbers. They have everything on every car. It's amazing to me what they have. Yeah, and just yesterday, uh, folks from the the Rolls Royce Owners Club has a library. They were right near Hershey, as a matter of fact, and that's actually their bread and butter. Is they have chassis records. For, uh, for Rolls-Royce and Bentleys built in the U.S., or, for, I'm sorry, for the U.S. market. Yeah, the Springfield cars? Yeah. Springfield. All right, now here's sort of a loaded question. This has to do more with you. How does one become an automotive librarian? How did you get here? <laughs> a long and winding road. Uh-huh. No, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't all that winding. I was a public librarian for about 10 years, and... Uh, Towards the end of those ten years, I wasn't, I wasn't very fulfilled. I, I wasn't doing any sort of research. It was sort of just really being internet police for the, the people that were using the, the public access computers, and I didn't enjoy it at all. So I needed a big time change. And at the time, I was flying airplanes and volunteering at a local air museum. So I was sort of getting my hands dirty on the weekend, uh, really enjoying things mechanical. When along came the ad for for the job that I have now. And I thought old airplanes uh, and old cars have to be a good match. And seven years later, I uh, I think it was the best move I ever made. <laughs> yeah, and we're really glad to have you. You you really added a lot. Kim Miller's was probably, well, not Miller anymore, but uh, was was just a, a wonder, laid the groundwork just fabulously, and you've taken it to, uh, as they say, and I hate these terms, on the next level uh, with doing all the computer stuff and making it much more available and, and, and out in the public's face. I think you've done an outstanding job with all of that stuff. Well, thank you, and I still talk to Kim regularly. She's a fantastic woman. She's oh, absolutely. She's retirement. She was here for 30 years, so she definitely left quite yes. a footprint. Yeah, yeah. Chris, for for our audience and the people that will be listening to the podcast, how far back do you all go and how current are you? Yeah, we have material dating back to the late 1800s, and then we have material that was just published in 2015. So uh, we, we tr- try to cover as much as we possibly can. Wow. That, that yeah. is a well, bunch. <laughs> a good example. When I was working... I always, it, whether it was an American Honda or Leyland or whatever, I always gave AAC Library a full set of shop manuals every year. And That's right. My first interaction with Steve was actually he showed up here on Hersh- at Hershey when my predecessor was still here. And he comes in and he's giving her hugs and he's all loud and boisterous like Steve is. No. And, uh, I thought, wow, this is quite a character. And I'm uh, glad I got to know Steve a little bit better over the years. Yeah, because I used to give them, that's how they get it. You know, they, they have all this stuff. And, of course, those, now the Hyundai Excels are antique cars. 
<laughs> and what does that make you? <laughs> An antique person, An right? Anti- <laughs> An antique guy with all of this stuff. Anyway, I know that you're, you're, I've got a couple sort of related questions, and I know you're restoring a car. How's your, your Buick project coming? Um, I have a 37 Buick, and it's right now it's coming along very slowly. Uh, it's sort of been up and down for me uh, as I get motivated. I'm doing all the work by myself, and... Well, I'm doing the work by myself, but I'm definitely asking a lot of different people how to do certain things. I'm relying on the library here for shop manuals and and, and that sort of thing. But I I try to work as hard as I can, and then I'll get frustrated on a project. Recently, I had to uh, reinstall all of the glass on the car, and I ended up breaking the windshield twice. So that was very frustrating, but now I can <laughs> happily say that the windshield is in and it's, it's not cracked or anything. So, so you're ready to uh, go, huh? Good learning, learning process. How about the bookmobile? Tell us a little about the, the, and this is something that has generated a lot of interest all over the country, is the bookmobile. And, and what do you know about bookmobiles in general, when, where they started and stuff? I just think this is a cool project, and I, I know it's a little later than we were all hoping, but uh, I think this is going to be a really cool thing when we get a chance to see it. Yeah, this is going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, we're very excited about our bookmobile. We've been waiting on the bookmobile now for about four years, but it's a 1955 Chevy truck that was actually used as a bookmobile in Anderson, South Carolina from 1956 up to 1991. And uh, it was the way the bookmobiles went, walk-in bookmobiles, those kind of big buses that you see now sort of became in vogue during the late 50s. So really, as our bookmobile was just coming into service, it was almost obsolete right away. But they still used it. Uh, The way I understand it, it traveled many, many, many miles on rough uh, country South Carolina roads. And and certainly the restorer who's working on it has seen evidence of that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure. It's a 3600 series. Uh, the back box was custom made by the Rock Hill Body Company, and it has, picture it sort of as, you know, the good humor box, sort of a square box where the side doors open up, and you can put books on the outside. And then on the inside, you, you can't walk into it, but you can crawl in, and there are shelves on the inside. So we're going to take the bookmobile when it's finally finished, We'll take it naturally to a lot of AACA events, but we're going to take it just to regular local car shows. We'll take it to retirement homes. We'll take it to schools. We view it as an ambassador for the old car hobby, not just as an AACA tool. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to spread the word about the hobby, and you're definitely going to be seeing it. Uh, If you can't see it in person, you'll definitely see it in some publications. Oh, I'm sure, sure. and on on television and stuff. What's the projected target date now, this coming year, we hope? It will definitely be finished in 2016. Whether it will be finished in the first half or the second half, I can't answer. Chris mentioning or talking about the uh, bookmobile and and the 55 Chevy. Do you all get into trucks as well uh, in the museum or in the uh, library, I mean? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Trucks, uh, we, we, we house a bus collection here. Museum of Bus Transportation houses their, their bus literature here. So cars, trucks, buses, motorcycles, we have things on mopeds and scooters. If it burns gas, well, we don't have too much on boats or airplanes. So I can't How about lawnmowers? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we do have some stuff on garden tractors. <laughs> really? 
Yeah. With that, with that, uh, you mentioned also the, the name of the company uh, that did the body for the uh, bookmobile, which I, I happen to be familiar with Murphy, uh, which is a Murphy truck bodies that uh, in Murphy, North Carolina. And do you all uh, have any of that stuff? The the I I don't want to say accessories, but. Um, other manufacturers besides, you know, like like somebody that do a tanker truck or something like that? Yeah, we have, those would be in our flat files. So we do have coach builder files. We have engine files. Um, so, yes, that would be in the, in the coach builder files that we have. And the material in the coach builder files is everything from generic catalogs of this is what we can do to hand-painted cars on, like, a, a clear mylar Wow. piece of plastic it's really neat and then they would they would have presented those mylar sheets to a potential customer oh really I, that's how they did it huh Chris I'm going to have to interrupt we're up against another hard break you're listening to the classic car show on America's Web Radio our guest today is Chris Ritter from AACA Library and we'll be back with Chris right after this affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare but for many the government mandate caused more problems than it solved This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio and the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Steve Ronaldo and our guest today, not at the round table. Uh, he's at his desk in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Mr. Chris Ritter, who is the head librarian of the AACA library. And just, I, I'm fascinated at what you've uh, told us today, Chris. Uh, what are the, 
I mean, you you keep getting stuff from people like Steve that was giving you manuals and this and that and so. What are the plans for expansion? Um, we definitely have plans. We are pretty much packed to the gills as we speak. Uh, I can't talk about that too much. I can tell you that there is. Well, we're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> no, nobody will know. It's just between us. <laughs> All right. Well, then in that case, we want to at least double the size of our library and um, and then fill it right away. There are a couple collections that we are hoping to get in the next year. Some of the collections are in the negotiation phase, but these would be materials that would be donated outright to the library, and they're going to blow your mind. So you, you're going to want to definitely keep checking back with the library for the latest news. Uh, we'll sure. announce things on our website. But uh, we are we do have plans for expansion, and we do have plans to increase the collection as well. Chris, just as you were saying that, I with your paper material, do you have any uh, video uh, uh, collection at all, like some of the movies that featured like, old cars? Well, or, like a Corvair crash test. <laughs> I yeah, I, I haven't seen a Corvair crash test in the collection, but we do have a, a pretty nice collection of 16-millimeter films. We have a lot of training film strips, especially strong in, in General Motors film strips. Now, uh, those 16-millimeter films, many of them we have converted into digital format, and you can find them on our YouTube page. So if you just went to our main library website, aacalibrary.org, there's a link right to our YouTube account. Really? I didn't know um, that. I didn't, and I, I think we have a, a couple, I want to say several dozen videos, maybe even over 100. Uh, one of the guys that works here, Mike Riley, our cataloger, he also doubles as our tech guy, and he, and he took that project on and just did a fantastic so, job. So things it. like that, the Chrysler Airflow rollover video where they rolled it over the mountain and, and it drove away? Yep, that, that sort of thing will be on there. A lot of Jam Handy videos. We have a lot of, for example, tours from AACA, like oh, 1948 yeah. Glidden tours on there that I know. I missed that one. History of Motor Racing, <laughs> Golf, Golf Gasoline issued that. Um, back in the 50s, I think. Wow. So that whole thing's up as well. So what do you see in the future, not only the expansion, but also the expansion into electronics and uh, more and more working with in the cloud or in the dust storm or wherever it happens to be, um, the connection of that, of the electronics and uh, the Internet and working with the Internet and people, I guess, literally around the world. Yeah, uh, you, people are expecting things faster and and better, and and we certainly have to adapt to that. We are in the process of digitizing a lot of our material. We have already digitized the special collections for the Pierce Arrow Society, um, a lot of the collection for the Buick Heritage Alliance. We have digitized, and going forward, there's another major part to that Buick collection that we're going to digitize, um, and then the AACA collection as well. So if somebody calls in or contacts us and requests a, a scan or a, even a photocopy of an obscure vehicle, we'll go ahead and scan it right away. What, what about just plain old ordinary books about cars or somebody that wrote a novel about and featured a Model A or something? <laughs> do, you, do you have something like that on file? And if so, do you have it uh, where people could download it electronically and read it as well? 
um, the, we have not scanned any of our books. Uh, you said just a story about a Model A. We do have a, a fiction collection uh, that deals with automobiles. Um, no, I didn't when, know that either. I didn't, I didn't. How big is that? Our, our total reference book collection is probably 6,500 books. The fiction collection is probably maybe 300. Oh. <clears throat> okay, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so, are there any plans to start scanning where people can download? Yeah, um, the material that we've that we've already digitized, we have it backed up in the cloud, and when they request it, we, we send it electronically. Right now, our our biggest obstacle is is money, is finding a proper server to house the digitized material and have people get instant access to it. Um, we are investigating that uh, as almost as we speak my other guy's not here but this is past week we talked about finding a, a good solution for that but the way we see it say five years from now is you would be able to subscribe or somehow gain access to a password protected uh, gateway that would take you to our digital files and then you'd be able to look at the at the 1950 ford material right at the, sure like, for com button. common cars yeah for common cars anyway yeah. Well, that's cool. Now you keep mentioning your other guys. Who who else is in the library? I know there's there's two or three other people that are library workers and employees. Yeah, in total, we have three full time staff members. Myself, um, Mike Riley is our cataloger and our tech guy, and then Matt Hawker is our researcher. He's our eBay guy, really our utility man. And I, I cannot praise my guys enough. They they make my job very very easy. Um, um, anything that we've done in the past three to five years has has been greatly helped by by those two guys. Right now, we have a great staff here, and I'm I'm really proud of them, and we're going to continue to do some good work here. On, you know, obviously, you say the word library, and and you have to. It's synonymous with quote unquote history. Where where do you see from your from your vantage point? Where's the hobby going, and where? what's going to be there 10 years from now or 20 years from now? I think the hobby will go wherever we decide that it's going to go. We as in AACA members, different club members, and even local, uh, you know, cars and coffee kind of guys. It's funny that, you know, people, I hear it all the time where the grain of the hobby and kids aren't interested in it. But in my position, I'm lucky enough to have access to all sorts of club publications from the 50s, from the 60s, and frankly, this topic is not new. Um, in fairness, the pictures that you see now of our members are of 70-year-old people, and the pictures <coughs> of the 50s are guys from... <laughs> there are a lot more younger guys in, in, the, in the 50s and the 60s, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a new topic. But it's certainly something that, that needs our attention. Um, AACA does a good job with our youth program. We have a, a junior membership, and we have a publication that goes out a couple times a year. We have scholarships available. And really, I think it's important to just find a kid and get their hands dirty. There's take no them to a car to, show. Yeah, take them to a car show. Take them for a ride in an old car. Better yet, find an old farm field and let them drive the car. That they'll get hooked right away. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned eBay, and this is something we haven't talked about yet. Uh, 
the AACA store, uh, uh, library store on eBay. It to me, it was a little harder to find, but now that I find it, it's uh, it's under my my favorites, and I usually check it daily. I'm waiting for for you to sell me some 1909 Maxwell Model A stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll we'll be sure to triple the price if we, if we find anything. <laughs> but you can find our store two ways. You can search for our seller name, which is AACA Librarian, or you can go to our main website and then just click the little eBay icon and that'll take you to our store. And that store is um, our main method of eliminating our duplicate literature. So everything that you see in our eBay store is is, uh, duplicate. We already have it in our collection. We don't have a need for it anymore. And we've been able to raise about $50,000 each year just through our eBay sales. So it's definitely been a uh, has had a great impact and, and it's manuals and not just photographs and stuff it's all yeah, kinds of stuff mo- uh, yeah manuals photographs memorabilia trinkets uh, a little bit of everything it really all depends what what comes through here well that that's pretty cool i i i look at that quite often and and uh, have bought some some stuff from you guys as well as at hershey when you have the big flea market uh, one of my favorite stories is about what was it, about four years ago. That guy from Germany came in and bought everything. Were you oh, there? Yeah, oh. he just bought it. Everything in the tent at Hershey. Just uh, I'll yeah. take it, and he had his guys pack it up and ship it to Germany. Speaking speaking of pack it up, have you ever walked in to the library one day and and there you know two dozen boxes sitting there, and you say what the hell, and you start opening, and somebody has sent you their collection of. Whatever stuff of stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, almost in the exact way you've described it. <laughs> I'll come in on uh, I will, since I work Saturdays. I have Monday off, so I'll come in on a Tuesday, and one or two of the tables will be filled up, and I'll think, where did this come from? And then we get to spend a day or two going through it and finding some treasures. Sometimes we find trash, but we're always excited when we find uh, the treasures. Cool. It, it's got to be that's. That's got to be a thrill. That's got to be an upper for you to, to uh, start going through a box and, and you know, somebody, what a, what a tale saying, some, one person's trash is another's treasure, and I, I guess you never know when you start going through yeah. a box. Yeah. Well, all right, here's, here's a question that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. What is the Mona Lisa of your collection? If you had to pick one thing for value, rarity, and just, you know, would amaze somebody, what what would you pick? I would pick a, an Edsel Ford scrapbook that we have. In, um, and of course, right now, since he got me off the, the spur of the moment, I don't have the exact year, but I believe it was, no, I know what the year was. It was 1915. It was 100 years ago. And Edsel Ford and a couple of his college buddies decided to drive from Detroit out to San Francisco for the the World's Fair in 1915. And they drove a Model T, and I I forget the other two cars that went with it, but but when they got home, Edsel made up these leather-bound scrapbooks for each member of the party. So inside, it'll start from the beginning of the tour. You'll see Henry Ford at the farm before their departure, just real real candid shots of, of Henry Ford and, and then candid shots of it still throughout the, the journey and, and this was sort of his sort of his last gasp of fun before he was conscripted to the Ford Motor Company oh, yeah. but it's uh, they 
Edsel only made six of these, and I'm only aware of one other scrapbook that exists. Wow. And, and this book was donated to us in uh, maybe 2010. And just this past year, the Historical Vehicle Association tried to recreate that, that trip. It wasn't exactly... I remember reading that. Yeah, I do. I do remember reading about Yeah, it wasn't guys, exactly yeah. a recreation where they did everything exactly the way that, that Edsel and his, and his buddies did it, but uh, they did drive from Detroit all the way out to uh, San Francisco this year, and they used digital copies of that scrapbook that we gave to them, so it was, it was sort of cool to be part of that project. But yeah, cool. Good stuff. Chris, I'm... that is great. I'm going to have to interrupt. We got, we're got we up against another hard break. While we're on break, though, I've got something very special for you, and I want to know you think about this, and, and when we get back, tell us what you'll do with it. I'm going to send you a, a, a 8 by 10 glossy of Steve Ronaldo. Signed, autographed. And autographed, and yeah. I want to know wh- where you might hang it and what kind of rope. We'll be back <laughs> right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're coming back on the uh, Americans Red, <laughs> Americans Web Radio, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we've got Chris Ritter. I asked Chris a question before we went to break. So, have you decided which closet and how much garbage you're going to put on this picture that we're sending you? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell Steve that I'm hanging the uh, picture in my office, but the reality will it'll end up in our elevator shaft. Or, <laughs> in the elevator shaft, yeah. I started saying, are you some push kind of massacre that yeah, you'd want in your the, office? The but, by the button, push here for emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let me ask you a question. Now, uh, I, you sent this, this thing, and, and this has to do with your new, uh, new Chris Ritter upcoming adventure. Uh, that that uh, really took me by surprise. I had not heard a thing about this at all, and 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 a former AACA national president, uh, Tom Cox, 
uh, Chris Ritter, the librarian, and a, a Ben Neff, who's sort of a, a, a car geek guy. Sort of, you call him the car geek, but he's just a car guy. He's been around this stuff for a million years. Uh, are going to do a TV show called The Appraisers. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing with this stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of things that they don't teach you in library school, and one of them is that you may be on TV one day. So this has definitely been an an exciting little trip for the three of us. A Ben Neff they call the Vegas Roller, and they call me the car geek. I'm the library guy. But it's going to be a great show, and it's going to start December 5th on Velocity. It'll air at 8 p.m., and then again at 11 p.m. The first episode or the first week, December 5th, they're going to have two episodes. And the gist of the show is that the three of us guys go from car show to car show, and we talk to different people about the value of their car. And along the along the way, we pull out the story behind the car. Uh, why did they choose to buy this car? Or tell me the story about your grandfather who used to drive you around in this car, and he's no longer living. Uh, really, it's a great chance to meet great people. We discuss a wide variety of cars from from supercars, modern Lamborghinis and McLarens to I think the oldest car that we did was from 1909 and then uh, everything in between from a 37 Plymouth pickup truck to an Amphicar. car there's a Mose excuse me a Mose Safari car and we even featured feature the uh, Tucker exhibit up at the AACA museum yeah that's a beautiful those guys did an outstanding job with that Tucker setup yeah yeah that's really cool so you guys are are you doing are you going together or are are each of you going to do a separate one? Well, the, we're all on the same show, of course, but the segment would just feature one one personality at a time. So I would talk to um, a woman about her '64 Chevy pickup truck. Uh, ben goes and talks to somebody about a '64 GTO, and then Tom would talk about uh, he so he talked to somebody who owns Nelson Rockefeller's Imperial Limousine. Really, and it's yeah. a half hour half hour program, huh? It's a thirty minute show, and it's going to air. Like I said, it's going to start December fifth, and then we have eight episodes. So, uh, the last episode will air January twenty third. We hope everybody watches it, spreads the word about it, sets their DVRs because uh, we want to. So we're going to have to start calling you Wayne Carini Jr. Is that what we're going to have to do? <laughs> I think it's way too soon for that, but oh, for for now it's just a, it's a it's a fun ride we're on, and we're definitely excited about the the show that's coming to air. I will tell you, it, it doesn't. Well, so many of these car shows today have, you know, fight or staged fights or throwing wrenches across. Yeah, the yeah, lots yeah, of, yeah. Lots of uh, gratuitous swearing. This isn't that. This is a wholesome show. Uh, again, we get to meet great people, pull out some some wonderful stories, and. Hopefully, oh. leave an impression on the viewer. Did yeah. you did you find and and we all know that sh- when you say it's a half hour, it's really not a half hour. You have about twenty six minutes at best, twenty four minutes that that you get to do an interview. Did you find that your time was you found that your time was very limited? Um, yeah, in total, the the episodes probably are. You're right, about twenty four minutes. When we shot the interviews, we would just shoot an interview. And then in the editing process, they'd pare it down to, to however long they needed it to be. Some of the interviews are longer than others, um, so we weren't we weren't restrained during the act- actual interview process. We just we just rolled for as long as we needed to roll until we got the story. 
And uh, I guess the magic of television makes it cuts it down to four minutes of excitement. Well, I think it's pretty cool, and I, I like what you just finished saying that. You know, you watch some of these these shows on there, and they they drag an old something out of a barn. It looks like it's ready to go to the crusher, and five days later, it wins Pebble Beach. <laughs> you know, come on! I've been around this stuff forever. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't work that way. And, and sort of, sort of to your point, we didn't just focus on. Uh, trailer queens and, and perfect beauties. There's a lot of cars that have plenty of imperfections, but uh, the people wanted to know what it was worth, and then we would we would do our best effort to give them a a reasonable number for them. And and some of the stories, like you said, associated with the the cars are the most interesting. I, just a real quick one. I was doing AACA National Judges training, and they assigned me to the the class that that the last production. You know, the 25 years old and older cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I don't know, I, you know, that's not my favorite stuff, but, you know, people, that's their stuff. And there was a, a Cadillac Seville, one of those humpback ones, one of the first ones Yeah. Uh, that was there, and it was lilac, and it had under a 1,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. And I said, I asked him, I said, there's got to be a story. He said, yeah, there is. I brought this home, snuck it in the garage for my wife's birthday put a ribbon on it. She came out and looked at it and said, that's the ugliest damn thing in the world I ever saw. I'll never drive it. And he kept it there in the garage and never moved it. And she could never move it because he took the took the rotor out of the distributor. And now that she's <laughs> passed away, she's taking it, he's taking it to the damn car shows. <laughs> Full circle. That's <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Because yeah, some yeah. of the stories are great. And, and I'm sure you know enough characters. You guys know enough characters to have some interesting people with this thing yeah you know every car has a story and if the the three of us me tom and ben are doing our job it's the cars that are the stars it's it's not us and it's 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 the cars and the people that we're talking to yeah i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to seeing it it's on velocity yep velocity again december 5th at 8 p.m and uh spread the word about it and, and you'll be seeing a lot of it Cool. I, 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 I think it's going to be, uh, and I like your idea, the story part of the hobby. Yep. I, I, mean, I really I, like that. We, we always, when we're interviewing a curator or a director of a museum or whatever, and, and perhaps you've seen it in the library, uh, we always ask the curator, you know, tell us a story that you've heard of a grandfather talking to his grandson or granddaughter or something. Have you got any stories like that? Well, we'll turn it to you on, on from the libraries. Have you seen a grandfather bring their grandchild in and, and heard any stories as a librarian? I, I haven't seen any of, of those where uh, the younger generation is coming in with uh, the grandfather. But to talk about kids and, and sort of to reemphasize what we talked about earlier in the future of the hobby, here in Pennsylvania, up in Williamsport, there's the, the Pennsylvania College of Technology. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they have a good relationship with AACA. And one of the things they did last year is they brought their students to the library. And you can imagine college-age students here in the library, they weren't too thrilled in the beginning. <laughs> so I, I gave them a talk about what we have, and it was really neat because you could sort of see them. They go from slouching to sitting up to leaning forward, and they're, they're hanging on every word about what we have. And then we just open the library. We're usually a closed stack library where we where they can't just walk into the stacks. But we open the stacks up, and we told the kids, go wherever you want, look at whatever you want, just don't destroy anything. 
And to hear these kids in the library was absolutely amazing. You just, from the corner of the room, you'd hear, wow, look at this. Can you believe this? And then on the other corner of the room, they're calling for their teacher to come back. And it was probably my, my the best memory that I have of any library experience was just to see these kids come alive. And, you know, they left knowing exactly how the library can help them in the future, how the how the library can help the hobby, and they're going to spread the word, and they're hooked in the old car hobby, and that's what we want. Exactly. So, Steve, uh, Steve's old enough to remember this. I'm, I'm, I'm not that old, but uh, i got to <laughs> ask, the Dewey Decimal System, does it <laughs> oh, play a role? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 96.7.3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do use the Dewey Decimal System for our books, not for our literature. Those we just use accession. Who was Dewey? You. <laughs> Who the hell was Dewey? Yeah, anyway. Some guy sitting around. <laughs> do we want to go over there or do we want to go over here? I have no idea. <laughs> That's how it came about. It was a question that they were asking back then. Do we, do we go here or do we go down? What, what do you guys do special during Hershey Week? We have extended hours during Hershey Week. We have a, a presence at the flea market. Uh, really, for on-site traffic, Hershey Week is definitely our Super Bowl. If the weather's bad, it's it's elbow to elbow here. It's a it's a absolute madhouse. If the weather is fantastic, like it was this year, it's a quiet week. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do with that automotive? The automotive histor is it automotive historian society? What do you guys do with with those? Anybody? Anything? Uh, with the Society of Automotive yeah. Historians? Yeah. Um, right now we don't have a relationship with them. They used to house a collection here of, um, of the Dunwoody archives, but they've since donated that material to us. So we are tremendously thankful to the Society of Automotive Historians. And we, uh, beyond that, we just, you know, the way we do with our members, we, we help their members out and, and hook them up with information whenever we can. Chris, I want to thank you for being yeah, on run, uh, I guess. the um, Classic Car Show today. Uh, Steve, as always, thank you for coming sure. in. And, uh, Chris, any way we can help you at some future point, or if you all can help us, uh, let us know. And, uh, Chris Ritter, thank you for being our guest on yeah, the Classic thank, Car Show. Thank you, Chris. I learned a lot about the library, even though I've been around a million years. Well, thanks for having me. Reach out to me whenever you'd like to, and I'll teach you more. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.